Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We'd like to introduce you guys to the Opinionated Brothers podcast. First and foremost, let's just thank Porter for putting Hold up, hold up. Who are you? DJ, who is this? Uh, I think this is the... This is the one and only Tim Lewis. Lost, the Lost Avenger. <laughs> you know how to come back and make a return. I'm here in the flesh, ladies and gentlemen. Good to see you, man. We'd like to, to thank Porter for putting this together, man. This is oh, our first yeah. time meeting yeah, up. Yeah. Since our first original meetup, oh my boy P. Actually, the first time we've actually all seen each other. So hey, how about that? Yeah, actually. What else? We joke. <laughs> <laughs> COVID-19 put a uh, damper on a whole lot of the situation. But we here. But we back. We here. Back. We live. Well, some of us never left. And if you and, and if we have video right now, you'll see how fishy your boy is right now, you know, yeah, with the so, uh, standalone mic. Somebody has my mic that I was really, really <laughs> looking forward to using. But, hey, man, it's all good. It's all for the show. Me and Tim are sharing one. It's hey, all good. you got to do what you got to do <laughs> in a time like this. You Amen. Look very, as, man, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm re- I really want to take a picture of him and put it on our Facebook page. And, but. I would too because you know I'm so official right now. Tim. But no pictures, no pictures, no pictures, please. <laughs> I'm feeling like Eminem in the situation right now. No pictures, no pictures, no pictures. But I am official though. Very. Okay, host. Next, what's the next? Float to the next. What's next? Um, hmm, let's see. I don't know. You got the uh, whole thing. So yeah. I'll let you take us to the next one. Peaks and valleys. How about that? Peace and Valleys. Peace and Valleys. Peace and Valleys. Go ahead. Let's go. So this week, my Peak and Valley was kind of the same. Um, I just want to really take the time to really thank God, like, because how he works in such an amazing way. Like, when you are in a in a low situation or a dark situation, how he just turns it into a great one at right. the end of it. So uh, my peak was uh, – my living situation is changing right now and uh, just having the funds and having everything that comes with that to support it uh, kind of changed. And, and I was kind of, my my faith was tested. Right. So um, it turned into a valley because me trusting God, me knowing, you know, in, in the moment that I was in, I won't go into great detail about it, but just the moment that I was in, in the moment, I didn't know how I was going to figure it out. And, not, and it turned into my... Uh, no, my valley turned into my peak. Sorry. There we go. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Yeah, my yeah. valley turned into my peak. There we go, right. ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it turned into my peak, and um, you know, God just made a way out of nowhere uh, of my situation. Won't he do it? So yes, he will. Yeah, that was without me going into great detail. That was my peak in my valley. So I'll be um, in my own house renting my own house soon. So yeah, awesome. First time. So it won't be your own house since you're renting it. You'll be the tenant. There you go. But it's yours. Because when you walk through those doors I mean, and you got the keys to it, know. guess what? I got the keys, the keys, the keys. The, the, oh, the yeah. landlord also has the keys. Just, just for, look, I got you. I got you. I got, <laughs> you. I got you. funny. But look, I can tell you this right here. It's yours. Come on now. And guess what? It might be a renter, but it might be rent to own. You never know. The situation can flip overnight. Come on now. Come on now. 
But I like a peak and valley when you have uh, the Lord in it because that's what peaks and valleys are for. But uh, my peaks and valley right now, uh, I think it's been a trying time on my on, on my end for the past week also because of the fact that uh, I had a family member who fell ill. And when she fell ill, it was to the point to where, you know, we didn't know what direction it was going to go. We, didn't, we, we really didn't know what direction it was going to go. And that was a real, real trying time and a low moment for me. And I was sitting there like, and I'm like, Lord, I mean, where do we go from here? You know, and that was a valley. But then, you know, I also remember as I walked through the valley of the shadow of death, I would feel no evil because you are with me. Your rod and your staff will comfort me. I already knew that. And when I, and when I realized that, I realized that God was already next to me. And I realized that all I have to do right now is pray. And that's what I did. We prayed about the situation. A whole lot of people were praying about the situation. And when I tell you, the turnaround, the turnaround was my peak. The valley was the low point of we didn't know what direction it was going to go. But the peak is when we got a phone call out of nowhere of her waking up out of her sleep and telling us, like, what's going on? I've been calling and calling and everybody like, this can't be real. <laughs> this can't be real. Yeah. But it just goes to show you how powerful your God is. That's my that's my peak in my valley. Well, my valley is that I'm really envious of LC using my microphone right now. That would be a valley. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but for real, um, I didn't realize my my valley until just before we got here. Today will be tomorrow will be the what is this? Maybe third or fourth year anniversary of my mother in law's death, mm. and. My wife is kind of just ex- figuring out how um, the the effects that the effects that have on you um, subconsciously, you know, the anxiety you may get, the anxiety you get, you know, the cloudy cloudy headedness that you you just can't think and you don't know why. It wasn't until this evening that she realized that it was coming up on the anniversary of her mother's death. So, wow, that's a valley, but. Uh, out of that, the peak came from her both realizing, her and I both realizing that instead of celebrating or recognizing her death, just acknowledge her on her birthday. That's right. Because I told her, when she when she, when she she told me it was coming up on the anniversary of her death, I, I said to her, I didn't even realize that because the only thing I really pay attention to was her birthday. Mm-hmm. So her value is that she's going to turn that around, try to start thinking more about that and celebrating more on her birth, more so remember her on her birthday. That's awesome. Because think about her life instead of her birth. Always. That's that, I mean, that's what you want to be remembered. Of life. That's what birthdays yeah. is about. Exactly. I feel like, and I, I take birthdays so serious just because I feel like more people should, most people don't celebrate their birthday and that's becoming a more, becoming a more popular thing to do and I think it's, um, I think it should be more celebrated because you just need to celebrate your life while you're here, you know what I mean? You just, it needs to be celebrated. I, I, I agree 100% because of the fact that you got to celebrate when the Lord sent you here to fulfill Come a purpose. He sent you here to fulfill a purpose, and that was the day that you was born. And you was, I mean, the conceiving part, that was nine months before you got here. But when you got here, he's like, okay, it's in action now. Right. It's time for you to walk in it. We all got a purpose. And then when you realize your purpose, sometimes you realize it at 35, 36. Sometimes you realize it at 40. But as long as you're able to realize it, hey, but... That purpose, you hey, we gotta celebrate birthdays. That's the whole point. You gotta celebrate your birthday. 
So I got to be the one to turn around. I got to make a joke out of everything. Got to. What about those <laughs> adults, let's say, who have birthday months? That's that's so that's me. I'm turning into one of those people. Yeah, so but these yeah, past but you're, two, you're a young adult. You're not like the people like no. me and DJ's ages. That's the people I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm putting myself in y'all category. Okay, okay, go ahead. This is my first birthday month that I'm taking a whole month <laughs> off. Right, 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 right. And I'm going to a different state each week. So yeah, this is a birthday. See, I'm, that's different. I'm, 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 I'm grown man. See, that's different. I'm See, grown different. man. Yeah, that is different. I'm talking. Yeah, Come on, well. Not to cut you off. I'm talking about the people who are like in the club every day. Yeah, but you 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 you're, you're, you're actually experiencing. I'm going to experience. You're experiencing man. life for real. Come on now. Like you always going to remember this birthday because of the fact of what you're doing for this. Seven birthday. is the number of completion. Oh, t- come on, talk about it. I'm turning to 27. You talk feel about me? it. So it's. I just feel like, I feel like it's a new chapter of my life. I feel like a lot of things are changing. Um, me, but as a man, I'm just learning a lot more. Not just about myself, about who I'm becoming. The man I'm still becoming, the man I want to be when I turn thirty, right. or when I turn thirty-five, when right. I turn, you know what I mean? I, I'm right. preparing for that right. now. You see what right. I'm saying? So, I don't know. That's that's what that's the energy I got this year, man. I'm like, nah, let's do, you know, let's let's go different. Let's go grown, man, with it. It ain't about the clubs. It ain't about all that. Like, yeah, okay, like, like you could have did that at the crib. The stuff you, you do at the club, you paying money to do you, the same stuff you could did at the crib. You good? Go. Go invest. Why invest not? on your birthday. If I'm gonna, if I'm gonna instead blow of go a check. buying buying something crazy, go invest. Flip your money on your birthday. Like exactly. do something. Cra- buy yourself some stock for your birthday. Exactly. If I'm gonna blow it, I'm gonna remember it right for real. Come on now. And it's gonna be an experience that I'll never forget. And I'm, and I'm not talking about no experience like going to Vegas and passing out drunk or something like that. I'm talking about what he's doing right now. He's creating memories that he's always gonna be able to tell someone like, oh, I've been there. I experienced this on my birthday. My birthday month, I went here, I went there, I went this, I went there. You touching places that you actually always wanted to go. And that's awesome. That's awesome. I commend you for that one. That's a good idea. The doors of the church are open. That's a good idea. Pass around a collection plate. Might as well. Put the cash out. So, peanate above his cash out. Oh, yeah, the cash out. Cash out. Yeah, that's me. Dollar sign. D-E-L-J-U-A-N-J. Again, dollar sign. D-E-L-J-U-A-N-J. Come on, man. For anybody who want to, you know, eventually down the line, you know. Donate to the cause. Donate, you know. Become a be show a Patreon, producer. Be a Patreon to the show. Um, if you have anything that you want to um, be promoted on the show, you can also hit us up at opinionatedbrothers at gmail.com. Yes. Opinionatedbrothers at gmail.com. You can talk to us. We can sit down. We can come up with some numbers. And uh, we'll uh, continuously have you in rotation on all our sites and all our platforms. Let's go. And right now, as we're speaking, I'm working on the Instagram. So I know y'all been waiting on that. Uh, we finna have his Instagram pumping out in the next few days. <laughs> yeah, let me get that. Yeah, and I'm hiding behind the microphone right now as we speak. So let's address that. If Tim and I sound a little bit different, it's because we're sharing a mic. I'm not gonna get. What what? business out there, man? They don't need to know all that. <laughs> they don't need to know all that. But you know, show quality. But you know, he is speaking on show quality, and I'm going to sound crisp and clear because I have my own microphone right now. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. Oh, really? You peeking? You peeking a little bit? Peeking up? Okay. Peeking a little bit. Okay. It's all good. See, now they want to hate on my. I'm not taking none of this out, by the way. This is going straight up. This is going straight up. I'm not taking none of this out. So he's not taking any of it out. (laughs) None of this out. But you know, I was peeking a little bit. 
So that's also a goal along with my peaks and my valley. I'm still peaking. I'm kind of in a high place right now. The, excite I, the excitement of that professional-looking, high-quality microphone oh, that you're man. talking into. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I love it. But, yeah. <sighs> so this is February. Yes, it is. Some stuff's happened in February. Let's talk about some stuff that happened in February. Black History Month. Well, we're going to get on Black History Month later. 365. Yeah, I say yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for listening to the show, Tim, about how we feel about Black History Month. I appreciate it. Yeah. 365. I feel like Black History Month is Black should History be all year. year. Black History Year. It shouldn't, it shouldn't or just be a month. Or just year. American History. Yeah, American History. Yeah, That's yeah. what I call it. Ooh. Yeah. But before we get on Black History, let's talk about some uh, POSs in the world. Mm-hmm. Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Rush Limbaugh, unfortunately... It just hurt my heart to say, unfortunately. So, all right, let's let's talk about that. <laughs> let's talk about it. How do you feel about Rush Limbaugh's death? Uh, I will honestly say that I wouldn't put as much energy in it as I did of an Ahmaud Arbery or, you know, someone of that line because of the fact that, uh, to me, he he played a pivotal point of demise when it came to black people. I hate I hate to say that in somebody's death or whatever, but at the same time, I mean, I've really never heard him say anything great when it came to black America. Well, let's hear some of the stuff he has said. So, nigga with an A on the end. Well, I think I can now. Isn't that the point? Because it's not racist. That's the point. I could be talking about a male. I could be a Chinese male. The guy at the laundromat. I could be talking about a man. A little history lesson for you. If any race of people should not have guilt about slavery, it's Caucasians. The white race has probably had fewer slaves and for a briefer period of time than any other in the history of the world. No other race has ever fought a war for the purpose of ending slavery, which we did. Nearly 600,000 people killed in the Civil War. It's preposterous that Caucasians are blamed for slavery when they've done more to end it than any other race. Let me put it to you this way. The NFL all too often looks like a game between the Bloods and the Crips without any weapons. What kind of class is that? <laughs> Zero what? class. Meanwhile, Al Sharpton goes out the front door. <laughs> what? Yes, I spoke a little Negro dialect there. I can do that when I, uh, when I want to. Al Sharpton goes out and in the front door. In and out the front door. You put your kids on a school bus, you expect you expect safety, but in Obama's America, the white kids now get beat up with the black kids cheering. Yeah, right on, right on, right on. That sounds like a hate crime that Trayvon Martin starts pummeling Zimmerman. George Steinbrenner has passed away at age 80. That cracker made a lot of African-American millionaires. Folks, there's there's a there's actually a debate going on. 
on ESPN and throughout the sports world over who can use the N-word when and how and who can't when and how. It is these wackos from Bill Ayers to Jeremiah Wright to other anti-American Afrocentric black liberation theologists working with Acorn and Barack Obama is smack dab in the middle of it. They have been training young black kids to hate, hate, hate this country. And they trained their parents before that to hate, hate, hate this country. Wow. Presidential Medal of Freedom. Wow. You know, <laughs> it had been a while before, I, you know, since I last heard <laughs> anything like that from anybody, let alone someone who they want me to really, like, feel bad for or mourn. Don't get me wrong. A death is a death, no matter who it is. A mother is losing her child. A father is losing his son. And I'm not going to talk bad about this man, but at the same time, I mean, it's to the point to where he held back against no one. You heard what he just said about Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman. He said if Trayvon Martin was beating up George Zimmerman, that would have been a hate crime. <laughs> These are the people that we're dealing with. Well, you're better than me. I'm going to talk bad about him. Screw, I know you are. Screw him. <laughs> I know you are. Screw him. Um, his family, I'm sorry you lost someone that you love, but he was a piece of crap. He really was. Though. He was a piece of crap. I'm sorry. He really was. I can't, I can't, I can't go against that. He really was. Kaylee McEnany. And the only reason I saw this is because one of my quote-unquote Facebook friends shared it. A former, what, what was she, press secretary for 45? Rush Limbaugh had an unrelenting boldness to proclaim the truth. Watching his wit, passion, and willingness to hold the media accountable informed my entire career. Well, that much is obvious. The untold truth. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about that. I am the definition of a rush baby, and it's not just me. There are tens of thousands of us all across the conservative movement. He has built a legacy that will endure for many generations to come and will continue to inform our country. Well, she's right about that. I don't think in the way she wanted to, but she is definitely right about that. That's true. Thank you, Rush, for all you have done for this nation. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> this last one. The United States of America is better because of you. Wow. Well, to her, it may actually be, but wow. I mean, it's it's more than one America, and as we we all we all seen that, right? I mean, and a lot of people are gonna look at me and be like, more than one America? Yeah, it's more than one America. White America, Black America. White America, Black Asian America, America, Asian America. You know, Hispanic Russian America. America. You know, it's it's so many Americas. Taiwanese America. You know, they used to call America as one big melting pot, but now I mean, you can see the diversity when it comes to. So many different Americas, like right around. I would say it's more like a more like a landfill than a melting pot. Say that again. <laughs> it's more like a landfill than a melting pot. Facts. Speaking of landfill, you guys seen um, the Five Bloods? I saw bits and pieces. Yeah, I liked it. There was a landfill that played a role in it. That's what I came to my mind. But I saw bits and pieces of it though. Yeah. February. It's winter. Right? Right. Texas. Texas froze over. So, 
two things I want to push on. I want to uh, comment on mm-hmm. DJ that we talked about last episode. One of them, one of them can wait. Last show or the show before, I said I gave some reason that I didn't trust Republicans or that I couldn't take them seriously. Right. And you said you don't take any of them, any politician seriously. Mm-hmm. I said, fair enough. Which is fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas is a Republican state. Mm-hmm. This is why these tech. This is why these Republicans. I really can't take them seriously at all. Right. Rick Perry. Uh, what was he? Of Texas, Senator, Congressman, something. He was somebody important in Texas. Ted Cruz was out there too, right? Oh, we'll get well, go to ahead. Ted. Go ahead. <laughs> we will get to Ted. Rick Perry said in an article. Texas would be without electricity for longer than three days to keep the federal government out of their business. So he's basically, so the whole reason, one of the big reasons Texas lost power and everything is because their power grid is sustained by themselves. Now you got your East Coast and your West Coast, all that good stuff. And James Richard Rick Perry is an American politician who served as the 14th United States Secretary of Energy. I do remember that, yeah. From 2017 to 2019. And he didn't know what nuclear energy was or something like that. Wow. And he was on Dancing with the Stars. Wow. (laughs) But um, Texas's power grid is completely run by Texas. Mm -hmm. Uh, The way I think power grids work is that, hey, if the East Coast is having problems or whatever, they can get get energy, leftover energy from the West Coast and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Well, Texas isn't like that because, you know, if the government, not regulation, America, freedom. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. So they're basically self-sustaining. And when Texas is hot, and don't nobody know what snow is in Texas, less so than in Georgia. No. So they basically they weren't ready for this. No so one ba- was. <laughs> Rick Perry said his constituents would rather be in the cold with no air in houses that aren't built to insulate that kind of stuff mm. than let the federal government regulate their power grid. Wow. Wow. Colorado City, a uh, city in Texas. The mayor, Tim Bird. this is going to be kind of long. This is what he said. <laughs> no one owes you or your family anything, nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during times like this. Sink or swim, it's your choice. The city and the county, the city and the county, along with power providers or any other service, owes you nothing. Pause. Why am I paying you for it then? Exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. What am I paying you for? Exactly. What am I paying taxes for if you can't help when the people need it? Hmm. Message. If you don't have electricity, you step up and come up with a game plan to keep your family warm and safe. If you have no water, you deal with you deal without and think outside of the box to survive and supply water to your family. Wow. If you were sitting at home in the cold because you have no power and are sitting there waiting for someone to come rescue you because you're late. <laughs> You're lazy. I copied and pasted this, so what I'm reading is what he typed. Because you're lazy what? is direct result of your raising. I don't know what that means. Time. This is serious. I copied like and this, pasted. Word for word. Mm-hmm. This is what he said. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Continue, bro. Only the strong will survive and the weak, W-E-E-K, will perish. W-E-E. <laughs> Days of the week. (laughs) Folks, and here we go. This Republicans love doing this. Folks, God has given us the tools to support ourselves in times like this. Wow. This is sadly a product of a socialist government when they feed people to believe that the few work 
and others will become dependent for handouts. I am sorry that you have been dealing without electricity and water. Yes, but I'll be damned if I'm going to provide for anyone that is capable of doing it themselves. Wow. We, has, we have lost sight of those in need and those that take advantage of the system and mesh them into one group. Bottom line, quit crying and looking for a handout. Get off your ass and take care of your own family. Bottom line, again, for some reason, all caps. Don't be a part of a problem. Be a part of the solution. Wow. Uh, he resigned on February 16th, by the way. He shouldn't even had look, they shouldn't have gave him the opportunity to resign. He should have got fired. He should have been fired. But see, that, that that's the thing that that, that that really irks my jerk because you think about it like this. This is why I say I don't trust any politician. Because you allow this politician to be able to resign. After speaking like that about people who don't, I mean, how can you tell call somebody lazy and they've never experienced nothing like this? The people who voted for you. The people who voted you in. These are the ones that you are calling lazy. Like, okay, you think everybody in Texas got a snowblower? You think everybody in Texas have... <laughs> they, they got tires made for ice tires and snow. Tires made for ice and snow. <laughs> Nobody in Texas. They swinging. You know. They got them, you know, yeah, everybody already know. You know, they got they got they, they got them boys. You know what I mean? They riding good. That, you're not experiencing that. Now, I can see if you're talking to somebody who lived in Colorado, who lived in New York, who lived in Connecticut, you know. You would think like you didn't buy snow tires this year. You were just too lazy to go get it. But Texas? Texas? And I will say, you got them extremists. I ain't gonna lie, I be watching them on, on them, them extremist white people. Yeah. Who are prepared for shit like that in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> they got snow tires and they I told y'all. I told y'all. <laughs> extremist white people who got guns. Too much to- they the ones that bought up all the toilet tissue. Oh yeah. They the ones that bought up all the all the dish soap That's and all this stuff. That's they got true. we're ready for anything. That's true. But you know anybody steps foot on our land. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think a lot of those guys was ready because you got to understand, like you said, they are prepared. But the thing is, a lot of that stuff, like if you if you hunt a lot, yeah, exactly. the equipment that you need for hunting yeah, and stuff exactly. like that are, is equipped for like snow like and ice. That's what I'm saying. They don't stay in Texas. That's what they I'm go saying. to other they places. They go to Wyoming and yeah. stuff like that where it's, it's right snowing there, yeah. and stuff. Like It's like, come on. So, yeah. The finale. You, you want to say Go ahead. Senior Cruz, Rafael Ted Cruz. His name is Rafael, by the way. I don't know if you guys knew that. His first name is Rafael. Mm-hmm. That's his name is Cruz. Oh, Ted Cruz decided to pack up and go to Cancun. Mm-hmm. But, 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 he was just being a good dad. That's it. That's all. Just being a good dad, Tim. He, he was a father who wanted to see his kids make it safely. He said he was coming back the same day. We we, we, we we didn't have any power, and our daughter said they wanted to go someplace warm on vacation. So Heidi and I were being good parents and decided to go to Cancun. But I was turning around the same day. I was coming back. I was just making sure they made it safely. He really wasn't. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. He was scheduled he, to come back Saturday. He was scheduled to come back Saturday. And when people found out he left, he said, oh, I got to do something. So he turned around and came right back. Ted Cruz never ever wanted to stay in Texas. I mean, I take overseas trip, out of state trips all the time, and just drop my daughter and wife off and just come back. And come back just on my own. Back. I just leave. Yeah, on my own. All right, baby, have fun. I'll come back and get you guys across state. 
I, I never Man. ever wanted to experience a vacation with you. I just wanted to drop you off. What you think about that, Timmy? Oh God, that's that's a lot to think about. But not really. If you were in his position, and you had a snowstorm happen, mm-hmm. your family uh, just so happened. Mm-hmm. You got a timeshare in Cancun. Mm-hmm. Would you, I mean, what would you have done? I would have said, Heidi, Mary Kate, and Ashley, <laughs> you guys go ahead and get on the airplane. Right. And I'm going to do my right. job That's what, that I have so, been put in place to do. Thank you. Because as a man, I am able to provide for my family and send you away. But, but I have to stay. That's a, and that's what, I, and yes, exactly. Yeah. That's what, that's what. We as as solid mind thinking people, exactly. but a man that's in that position of power would not a solid mind. I mean, what, 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 but he what should. Do you, what do you really expect? But he what should. Really I mean, it's it's not the same. Our, our AC unit went out. Actually, it's kind of the same. Our AC yeah, unit went really out not. a couple of years ago during the summer, of course, because that's when your AC goes out during the beginning of the summer. Yeah, yeah that's right. Um, I told my wife and daughter, "Hey, go stay with your sister. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll stay here." So right. that's just me. But but that's what a man's supposed to do. You better than me. I don't. That's what a man's supposed to do. Oh, but Ted Cruz wasn't finished. No, he wasn't finished. Ted Cruz wasn't finished. Oh, wow. So you guys heard of CPAC? Yes, I have. CPAC is the conservative political... What is this? Conservative political action conference or something? It's basically a conservative pep rally. So Ted Cruz decided... Well, this just just... Just, 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 just listen. God bless CPAC. Oh, they always start with that. They always. I gotta say, Orlando is awesome. This man's like 50. He's talking like this. He's not as nice as Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice. Hmm. AOC, the woman, by the way, she raised how much money for Texas? I forgot how much it was. It was it was a lot of money. She raised a lot of money for his state, by the yeah, way. Yeah, for his state. She did his job. And the media desperately, desperately, desperately wants to see a Republican civil war. Oh, by the way, wow. how many of y'all have eaten at a restaurant the last she raised $5 million. $5 million. Wow. The rules are right now. I want to understand how this virus works. So when you walk in, you got to put your mask on. Sadly, I've got two. You walk in, you got to put your mask on. You sit down, you take your mask off. See, apparently the virus is actually connected to elevation. No, no, remember, this is all about science. It's actually, it may not be elevation. I think it's, it, it's that they're are hormones that are released in your thighs when you're sitting. So you can sit at the table and there's no virus being transmitted. Oh, wow. He's a comedian for real, But huh? if you stand up, put the mask on. Oh, he needs his own Netflix special. Everybody can get immunized. We can have herd immunity everywhere, and we're going to wear masks for the next 300 years. And by the way, not just one mask, 
two, three, four. You can't have too many masks. How much virtue do you want to signal? This is just dumb. I mean, it is dumb. In the immortal words of William Wallace, freedom! Guys, I don't think you realize what we just witnessed. Eddie Murphy, Richard Pryor, Robin Williams, George Carlin, guys like that. Nah, bro, Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, Netflix stand-up special. You know what I get out of that? You mad? That's a, he actually sound like someone who was mad. Yeah. This man whole speech was he was mad because everybody talked about him going to Cancun. That was horrible. Yeah. This man actually did a Netflix special <laughs> in Orlando. He's a comedian now. Yeah, he wild out He's a full-blown comedian. He thinks he is, at least. Oh, no, 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 no. Netflix might offer him a special. They about to sign. They about to get I'm time. telling you. Move over, Dave Chappelle. I'm telling you. Move over. Move over. That's funny. No, let's get out the way. That's what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> That's ludicrous. Get out the way. <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. Ted Cruz. All right. That's enough. Black History Month. Let's go into some black sh Like what? What you got? What you got? What you got? I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black. And I'm black, y'all. I'm blicking black, blacker than black, black. I'm blacker than black, yo. Because I'm black and I'm black. Black history. Yo, I'm black and I'm black, y'all. And I'm blacker than black. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black, y'all. And I'm black. Apparently, one of the officers who was involved in investigating Malcolm X supposedly wrote a letter saying it was a plot by the FBI. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. What was it? Is that it? No, 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 no. He he was a part of the plot by the FBI. Yeah, his name was Raymond A. Wood. He was uh, a part of uh, the federal government, and he said he was asked to infiltrate the organization and to be a part of it. That That... Wow, that's um, sounds eerily familiar to something else I want to talk about. We'll see if we get into it. Yes, but. it does. Yes, it does. We're going to get into all of it. <laughs> We're about that action tonight, y'all. So as I was searching for it um, to get ready for the show last night, uh, apparently his daughter, what's the cop's name? The cop's daughter is... Um, Raymond A. Woods is, um, is the father. Raymond A. Wood. His daughter is coming around saying, that's not my daddy. Well, you, I mean. You do that. I mean, who, I mean who, who wants to be tied to being a part of the assassination of Malcolm X? That's the same thing. I thought, no, of course, nobody's going to say that about. I mean. You know, if they say something bad about their father, that may not be the man that they knew. Thank you. Like, if if somebody says something about my daughter, if somebody says something to my daughter when she gets older to comprehend that she found that was, that was not who I was in front of her, whether it be true or not, there's no way she would believe it. I mean, but if you are part of 
the federal government, and this is your job, like CIA, to get inside to infiltrate an organization and to learn as much as you can about the person. You would never ever tell your family about that because exactly. certain information cannot even be spoken ever spoken of uh, ever again. So your daughter saying that this is not my father in 2011 on his death when he found out he had stomach cancer, he told them, "I don't want this to come out until I am dead." Because he'd probably died a lot sooner if he'd told somebody. In 2011, he found out he had stomach cancer, and that's what he died from. Mm -hmm. Now, she is saying that's not her father, but at the same time, he had, they, they have a written statement. This, this is him saying this. This is nothing made up. This is him saying it because he knew he was dying. But he did not want the backlash while he was alive to have to explain this to his kids, which I understand. I understand that. But nobody wants to be a part of, you know, the backlash that's going to come behind this. So I'm reading an article from the Washington Post about his daughter. Mm -hmm. um, I'm reading. Her also. quote is: "My father is not a coward. He would have never asked anybody to speak on his behalf after his passing. Mm -hmm. If he had something to say, he would have said it when he was alive. I'm certain of that. Uh, well, I didn't know this. The document was released by Malcolm X's three daughters. I knew that. Mm -hmm. Civil rights attorney Ben Crump and I, Woods' cousin Reggie Wood. Exactly, and that's what I was going to tell you. <laughs> See, you, you you said it before I was going to say it, but I was going to say Ben Crump. Yeah." He don't get a case right. that he knows that's not true. I'm telling you right now, being Crump, when he get behind it, it's official. And you have a man who says, I am the cousin. Yeah, his family. Of the alleged man who wrote who wrote this. Um, I'm pretty sure everything that was in that letter is factual. Yeah. Right? I mean And I but I but I but I understand but I understand as a daughter. I understand. Absolutely. absolutely. I understand as a daughter, you know? Am I right, Sam? I understand as a daughter, you don't want your father to be that guy. You don't want your father to be the one who actually had one of the most popular people in the world who Denzel Washington played in a movie. You don't want him to be that guy who killed Malcolm X. Right. Everybody hates that scene. And you don't want you don't want what come with that, too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There's no telling like how many friends she lost behind that or whatever. You know what this, I mean? It's she recent. Want, it's she recent want what come with it. What's coming with it? Yeah. The backlash. I, I understand. Yeah. I understand. I, I and the way your father treated you as a daughter, you should always look at him in that light, because that's the father and daughter relationship. That's yeah. the one that he wanted you to have. Right. Work is separate. Father's a daughter's first love. Exactly. So, yeah, I completely understand why she would um, why she would believe that about her father. Exactly. Wood, he was told to infiltrate Malcolm X's group. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna throw an audible here in the docket. Mm -hmm. Somebody else was told to infiltrate a prominent group. Yeah, Mr. Bill O'Neill. Bill O'Neill, William O'Neill. Mm -hmm. Judas and the Black Messiah. Judas yeah, said th Jesus these are up. these are my notes. Judas said Jesus. Uh, really? 
<laughs> that's why it's called that. <laughs> wow. That's, a, that's actually a bar from Freddie Gibbs. Yeah, it is. I know what I'm just saying. Oh, Fred, oh, that go hard, too. Shout out to Freddie Gibbs. Freddie Gibbs, hey, you put out one of the best albums created. No, no, created. It was, it, was one, it, was, it was one of the best albums created. Now, I, if you, if you can only give an album, look, you can only give an album best album of the year if only it's one of the best created. How many albums of the year is just thrown out there? It's a lot of them. No, 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 not a lot of them. But I'm saying That's what I'm trying to tell you. And when they get thrown out there as best albums, guess what they are? One of the best albums ever created. It is one of the best. That's albums. what I said. I never said it was the best album created. It is definitely one it's of the best, one of the best. ever created. Freddie Gibbs, Alfredo, go listen to that. Oh, shout out to from Zelda, beginning to the end. Freddie Gibbs, all the from beginning to the end. Oh my God, Judas said Jesus up. But go ahead and get into Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm-hmm. So last episode, first of all, let's talk about that name. Um, you didn't like the name, DJ. Why is that? I didn't like the name of the movie. Yes. Did, uh, did I say that? I don't want to say. Uh, that's that's unfair. You say you didn't like man. You basically just said they shouldn't have called it Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. I said, oh, yeah. I, I, I said they shouldn't have called it Judas and the Black Messiah because the Messiah was black. That's that? what I said. How about that? I said maybe they should have just said Judas and the Messiah. Yes. <laughs> because, because, honestly, right now? Yes. because honestly, I mean, you're insinuating something else when you say, Judas and the, the Black Messiah. Messiah. I mean, who was the other one? Y'all gonna make me be the devil's advocate? Please, mm, please. come with it. That I think that's what Hoover looked at. Um, anybody like that, actually, anybody who was trying to unite and uplift the black community, he looked at them as the Black Messiah. So I don't think it was like a literal. You know why? Because the first one got took out. So of course you're gonna always look at it as the Black Messiah. Because you always you're trying to insinuate right now that it was the white Messiah and not the black Messiah, but the only way you can hide amongst the people when Jesus was born was that you had to look like the people of that region. Mm-hmm. You can't hide in that region and stick out. That's just me saying it without saying it. Amen. But anyway. Said, but like, but like I, <laughs> I had to throw it out there, you know. Whenever you speak about the Lord, you got to throw an amen in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. But uh, the thing is, though, I hate the fact that every single time we're trying to uplift our people, they got to take you out, and they got to have they have to find someone who looks just like you to befriend you, to love you, to act like we are one the same, to kill you. So we're running short on time tonight. I got a list. I got a page of notes. Let's go. I want to give a shout out. We gonna spoil it, or we we gonna spoil it? Cause like I got like I have a spoiler episode right here. Okay. No, let's let's just talk. Let's just talk let's just talk. We, we we don't have to really like spoil it, but yeah. but I'm pretty I'm I'm pretty sure if you know anything about Fred Hampton, and if you really own your black your Black Panther movement, you know what happened to Fred. Yeah, we'll we'll come back and do a Judas and the Black Messiah spoiler cast. But I'm glad you said that. Mm-hmm. Because this is just me being me, being honest, being for real. As far as, as I knew very little about mm-hmm. the Black Panthers, I didn't know nothing about the Chicago movement. Right. Like, as far as, yeah, really. Only thing I knew about the Black Panthers was um, in California. Mm-hmm. One of my black women's names, I'm horrible at this. The founders. Oh, Huey P. Newton? Huey Newton, thank okay, you. Okay, Huey Newton, yeah. And Bobby Seale. And Bobby Seale, mm-hmm. which they were... Uh, I think Seal was referenced in this movie, I think. Come on now. 
But he was. I want to cut you off and give a shout out to my grandfather R.I.P. Who was in Chicago when Huey and Bobby Seale, you know, when they was doing their thing or whatever, and he was around, mm-hmm. you know, the Black Panthers, and you know, I don't know if he was actually in it, but I always tell people he was just because he passed a lot of info <laughs> down to me and my dad about the Black Part, Black Panther Party. Yeah. So yeah. So, oh, good, good. He's affiliated See, in some way, though. I, I, I didn't know that. So, how did he feel about the new Black Panther Party? Or did he have any opinions about it? Um, because I, I have a feeling when people think of the Black Panther Party nowadays, especially who didn't know about it back then, that's who they're t- talking about. Of course. So, did he say? Did he have anything to say about them? My grandfather was a man of not many words. He didn't really talk a lot just because... Uh, kind of similar to this Judas and the Black Messiah story. Sound like my grandfather. Too. He was on the same type of time. Like, um, he got offered to work for the government. He got offered, you know, what I mean, all type of stuff. He was also, um, what's the what's the what's the guys? Um, a mason. He mm-hmm. was. So he didn't talk about a lot about it. So that's why I said I don't really even know if he was even in it for real. I know, he, I know he was definitely affiliated with the Black Panther right. Party. I right. know he was right. like. Um, was he a quote unquote like a hierarchy member or whatever? I don't know. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yeah. I, so I don't know. Um, to your point, I don't really know uh, how he felt about the new Black Panther Party. I don't yeah, know about right. that. I just thought I'd ask because I believe Bobby Seals basically denounced the new Black Panther Party. Says there is no. That's what. Yeah. There is yeah. no Black Panther Party now. They're their own thing. Right. They just gotta take no name. But mm-hmm. um. A lot of people have problems with these kind of movies. I guess the struggle movies, the black struggle movies. Mm-hmm. And I feel where they're coming from, but from a person like me, I'm a visual learner. So I learn a lot of things by looking, movies, mm-hmm. documentaries, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you'd have gave me a book or article to read about um, Fred Hampton, and I'm probably going to call him Fred Hammond at some point, so for that I apologize. All right, right. I may have lost interest, but because of this, because of this film, now if I want to go back and read about him and learn about him more, you know, it, it kind of gives me a motivation to mm-hmm. to learn more about him. So for, that's why I'm kind of for these movies to an extent. If they're, if they're, Same. if they, um, if it's not just, you know, the struggle, you know, color purple or something like right. the root stuff like that. Right. But there's actually something personal behind it. That's why I'm for it. Mm-hmm. It, uh, it teaches you more than they teach you in school about some of this well, yeah, stuff. Yeah, and that too. So I think it's necessary. Not only is it necessary, but it's also very informative and very, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, like you said, it, it kind of uh, lays the foundation for you to go back and do your research on some of this stuff after you see these kind of kinds of movies. You know what I mean? Some some of this stuff, I you know, like watching uh, what Free State Jones and like those types of movies. I wouldn't known those. Stories for real, for real. Because in school, yeah, we heard about it. we had to take a test, and that's it. Like you don't really dive deep into it. And now that I'm glad that these kids that are growing up, um, hopefully, I don't know if they can show those kind of movies in school. But you got something to talk, you know, to show. Uh, even Birth of a Nation with like that amazing story. Which one? I mean? Which Birth of a Nation? Huh? Which Birth of a Nation? The only one that can. I was about to say it's only one. The the one that, I know it's not. It's it's more than one. There's an old one they used to play. It's more than one. Yeah. No, I'm you talking about. Seen, um, I'm talking about the story of uh, Black Klansman. They watched the Black Klansman, didn't they? The old Birth of Nation. Was that part of Black Klansman? I think they watched it. 
There was like some cool the old one. one. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, 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 I think so, yeah. yeah. yeah I, I, the story of uh, what's his? Uh, okay, huh? Nat Turner. Nat Turner. Nat Turner. Nat Turner. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So the story of Nat Turner, like that's just that story alone, like. We need to know that, you know what I mean? I, I heard about Nat Turner's school. I knew who he was. I knew, you know what I mean, da, 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 da. But, no, that actual, that story of Nat Turner, like, no, we need to s- now. Now, I do that. I do understand what you're saying. A lot of people say they don't like the struggle movies, or, you know. But the only reason a lot of people don't like the, the movies like that because of the memories. Right. They right. still sting. Right. But, right. but everyone needs to know it. Mm-hmm. Because the only way... We can continue to know what has happened and what's really been going on in this world when it comes to us, and you know the the the, the, the why why we have such a distance between white America, is because you have to be told this over and over and over and over again. This this is something that got to be embedded in your brain. You you have to know this type of stuff because you forget about people like that. This man was 21 years old. It empowers your need for change too. What was he doing at 21? At 20? What was I doing at 21? Yeah. Did you have something you were willing to die for? And this is not a shot because I was the same way. I can't remember what I was doing at 21. I don't remember what I was doing, but. but you don't want to say? It wasn't this. Right. You know, yeah, none of us. But what I'm saying, but, but, but what I'm saying, but, but what I'm saying, at 21 years old, the federal government wanted this man dead. They were afraid of this right. man. That's what I'm saying, yeah. And the, I, I wasn't that serious about what I was doing. See, see, that's what I'm saying. Nobody was, really. If I was. I've been meaning that right. But see, but see, that goes that goes to show you that goes to show you why you would say Judas and the Messiah, right? Because of the fact that anytime we have someone who revolutionary, like in the black community, who actually has a word that's going to move the people, you want to remove them. You want to pluck them out. The Malcolm X, the Martin Luther Kings, the 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 Huey P. Newtons. You know what I mean? Come on, it goes on and on. Fred Hampton. All these people who actually wanted to see black people basically stand up and love and love themselves, love being black, love love who you are. And and the thing, not to take away from what you're coming from, but the thing I admire most about uh, Fred Hampton is that he wasn't just he realized it was bigger than black, mm-hmm. black and white. He did. He knew it was a people but, thing. No, nah, yeah, and I, but I'm not trying to say he didn't. He didn't discount the black mm-mm, the black mm-mm. at all. No, he didn't. He was just saying he was for black people, but the song all, at the same time telling everybody else. Bruh, y'all get killed by the same cuts that we do. Y'all pay the same taxes. Y'all kids' schools sucks just like ours. Mm-hmm. We have more in common than different. Mm-hmm. But the thing, the thing is, if he didn't put the hashtag Black Panther a part of his movement, he probably would still be alive. But you got to understand, the power of just saying, I'm Black Panther affiliated, point blank period, that puts you in a whole other category. Yeah. Because of the movement that was being done in California. Right. Two cops pull you over and you shoot them dead. Here we people knew. You feel what I'm saying? You got to understand. The movement that was being, you know what I'm saying, that was being made because they knew the law. They knew the law. They knew what you can and what you can't do. The only way to destroy me is to lie on me. To turn me into a hate group. Which they did. And that's why they always tried to say the Black Panther and the KKK party is the same. He said that. Um, what was his name? Roy Mitchell. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Full disclosure: This is a movie, so obviously there's some. There's yeah, probably going to be some embellishments or something like that. But in the film, he said, uh, "Where's that? Where's that? Where's that? I have it quoted. So hatred and inspire terror. That's what he, he said. That's what. Um, that's what the Black Panthers doing. Does that sound familiar? Of course. They're still saying that crap today. Mm-hmm. 
That's, but yeah, that's 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 the first thing you want to say. Anytime you have a revolution, a, a mind awakening, anytime a black the black people feel like, man, you know what? It's time for us to come together and be a little different. It's time for us to move different. It's time for us to strategize a little different. These are the things that are being said and put out there. Black Lives Matter. They said the same thing. Mm -hmm. To stir up hatred. All lives matter. It's dividing the country. All lives matter. Blue lives matter. All that. But the thing is, though, you got to look at it like this. You you quick to say that we dividing the country. When you see someone attack the Senate the way they attack the Senate, and no one was shot down, really. <laughs> but if it was all black people who attacked that same Senate, oh, yeah. how many people ass. you think would have made it out? Yeah. Would you have seen anyone make it in there to be able to put a foot on the desk? No, absolutely not. But Don't think so. Yeah. Matter of fact, I, I'm, I'm, let's, stick, let's stick to the subject. If the Black Panther Party would have oh. took it upon themselves oh. and stood in front of the Senate with guns on their waist, didn't the California, not the Senate, but didn't the California party do that in front of the Capitol? Hmm. They were just outside standing. Hmm. And what happened? They're like, try us. And what happened? Well, I know Reagan. What about when all the people stormed the Capitol? No, no. <laughs> that's, what, that's, see, that's what we're talking about. Never mind. No. But see, that, 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 that's, that's what I'm saying. And, and the only thing I'm saying is every single time you have a black leader that stands up and says, we want to see better schools. We want to see our kids get better, edu better education, better health care. We want to see them... Not go go to go to bed at night hungry. You know we want to see the, the 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 mothers and the fathers get a great chance to get a great job. You know, afforded the right opportunities. All of a sudden, they're just like the KKK. Right. When you're giving out free meals, feed kids. That's all. Come on, you're giving out free meals. Feed the babies. But they. Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. They were. They were. What were they doing? Indoctrinating them or some crap. Indoctrinating like that? them. That's what I'm saying. Feeding, hey, look, look, <laughs> implanting their brain hatred, hatred, hate talk, that hate talk. But how is it hate talk when they, all you telling them to do is love themselves? You, whenever, whenever you see a black woman and a black man sitting down with these kids and telling them you are a king, you are a queen, automatically, that's hate talk. Telling them to love themselves. See, that's the type of stuff I'm saying. When I see movies like this, it makes me want to learn a little bit more. It stings for a minute. It stings for a minute, but after that minute is gone, guess what? I want to know more. I want to know more. It made me hungry. Yeah. Exactly. That's how I feel about it. So what did y'all think about Will O'Neill, honestly? Bill O'Neill? Mm -hmm. William O'Neill, Bill, whatever. Yeah, William, Bill. Um, honestly, I felt like the perfect word Judas yeah. was perfect. Because, I mean, it's basically like like Judas did Jesus, you know, betrayed with a kiss. Because you have been with me. We have slept in the same home. You have been around me and, my, and the mother of my kids. You and me are friends. And I would never, ever think that you would have a drink with me. Come on now. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? You see where I'm going? Mm-hmm. See, that's, that's the thing I'm saying. Why would you sit here and portray like you're my friend and we got the same cause and we're on the same mission and do this to me? That's what I think of Bill O'Neill. He's a traitor. I don't know how I feel about him. He's a traitor. Because he put himself in a position. He put himself in that position. Mm -hmm. um, 
but at the same time, the FBI kind of like once they once once <laughs> once you in, you know, yeah, I mean, but all he had to do was say no. He did. He was afraid of going to jail. That's it. That's the hell. That's over. a coward. Yeah. That's a coward and a traitor. First of all, Tupac used to say, "What he said, uh, a man, a, a coward would die, a, a die a thousand deaths, but a soldier would die but one." Now, what I'm saying is, you got to understand this right here. As a coward, you'll continuously run and run and run and run and run and whatever. You don't care who you get over on. You're going to get over, over on them every single time because you're, getting, you're cheating death once again. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're cheating death once again, once again. I'm cheating death because I'm going to get over on whoever's in front of me. I don't care who it is. And the thing is, you took it upon yourself to steal a car. Yeah. You get caught by the police officer. And they was just going to put some charges on you and beat you up. But they knew they could use you. Oh, yeah, we got this Negro. And he ain't going to want to go to jail. He young. We knew we, 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 knew we could use you. And just so you can get out free, walk around, get your little money here and there, you took it. It's like selling your soul to the devil. See, people always look at it like the devil going to come to you in a red horn and a red cape and, and, and just come to you and, and, you know what I'm saying, be like, I'm the devil. Mm -hmm. Come get it. No. He come in disguise. And usually what he taking, he let you sell your own soul. He offer it to you. He offer it. This is the pride. And you'll sell your own soul to him, not knowing that you're selling your soul. You actually think you're winning. That's, that's whatever. That's, that's in so many other things. You feel what I'm saying? That could be a drug. That could be alcohol. That could be sex. You know what I mean? It could be anything. But, yeah. So maybe it was just the way the actor, what's his name? Lakeith. Lakeith Stanfield. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just the way he portrayed him, which he did a freaking amazing job. Awesome, portraying awesome him. job, awesome job. Towards the end, it looked like there was a little. Obviously, there was some anxiety, mm -hmm. like like are these people not doing nothing. I really don't want to do this, but if I don't, there was. It looked like the, to me, it looked like there was some conflict towards was. towards the end. It was. That's why I'm like. That's why I didn't. I didn't say I. I, I, emphasize, I emphasize with him. Did I feel sorry for him? I can't say I felt sorry for him, but I emphasize because like. He probably had no idea, because you know, he was like what seventeen when he yeah. got when he got caught. So he, mm -hmm. he's, he's a kid. Yeah. So he's, I mean, <laughs> like he was basically manipulated and abused by the FBI mentally to basically be their slave. But was he? Was he? In my opinion. I don't get me wrong. He 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 he. he they, he took. You no, know, they offered him. They reached out their hand and he grabbed it. But once they grabbed, it, like they never let go. You know. They what never saying? let go because he wasn't going to let it go. Because, he tried. Because honestly, look, okay, we we can say he tried. We 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 okay. I know what you're trying to say. He tried when he came with the bomb and all that stuff. So let's do something. But that's the only thing that is is making. But he was still faking in. He wanted he wanted to get them caught in because he had a wire. Oh, yeah, because he had a wire. I'm not talking about that. I'm okay. talking about I'm talking about like after they after they locked Fred up the first time. Okay. Yeah. He yeah. called me and said, "Look, he's in jail. What y'all want? I'm out. I'm out. You know. He, he did. But, then but at he, the same he was like, time, nah, you ain't out. But if you, they don't want you to be out. And it's funny. They want him to die. Did you notice the words that he used when he said, "If if I, if you run," he said, "If you run, I'll hunt you down." Yeah. He did. Don't get me wrong. He did say that because he's letting you know that basically you're just like them. I'm using you. You using me because you asking for money. I'm get, I'm giving you little pieces of bread here and there. But let me tell you, this this is why I don't sympathize for somebody like that. Uh, to be honest with you. You hear me out in this one. Yeah. When he first put out the documentary and let everybody know who he was, what did he do that night? 
So, according to his wife, what I read, she didn't believe he committed suicide. Hmm. They said, um, I think it said that he got drunk something and then walked out the traffic, whatever. That's what his wife was saying. Hmm. Yeah, he, he, yeah. He, uh, <laughs> when that documentary was released, they, he quote-unquote committed suicide by walking out the traffic or something. Hmm. So, but uh, like we said about um, Officer Ray- Raymond, was that his name? Mm-hmm. But her daughter, you just don't want you, you don't believe your husband could do that. A man you love would do that. But he, it is very, very likely that he was ridden with guilt. Of course, he was. Judging from that, judging from the clips they showed, I don't know. He seemed kind of ap- uh, apathetic about the whole thing mm. to me. But I could be wrong. No, 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 no. I like I said, that's your opinion. But anybody can put a good show on. Yeah. If you was able to infiltrate the Black Panther Party and put on a good show like that, what you gonna do in front of a camera? True. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what you do when you leave. You you could be sitting at home with a bottle in your hand every night, crying yourself to sleep because of what you've done. You knew that this man was killed for nothing. He was killed for your son to have the freedom that he's having right now. And look, I don't, I don't, I'm not here to talk bad about somebody like that. But at the same time, I can't sympathize for someone who, who basically betrayed his own people. You betrayed someone who, who actually wanted to see you live well and do well, right? That's how I feel about it. I, and I, and I do believe he killed himself. I, I do believe it was too much because Judas killed himself too. He did. No, he did. When he when he betrayed the Messiah, he did. He killed himself, and I believe it's the same thing. And that's and that's the reason why they called it that, because after he did what he did, he offed himself. The same way. Tim, Judas said Jesus up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Facts. Facts. Freddie Gibbs. Facts. Can I play that? <laughs> Facts. Judas and the Black Messiah, Malcolm X, no, prominent, powerful figures in black history. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about something else. What you got? What you got? The cones. There's always some. There's always some. Right. Herschel Walker. Right. <laughs> right. Right. I've been This is an article from Business Insider. Slavery ended over 130 years ago. Former NFL player Herschel Walker says black Americans shouldn't get reparations. So first of all, this is in response to uh, House Resolution 40, uh, sponsored by Democratic Representative Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas. Sheila. Sheila. Miss Sheila. It is, it's designed, it would create a commission to study Reparation proposals. Mm. Proposals. Mm-hmm. Not give up reparations. Just study. It's a study. How we would do it. Right. Just a study. I like where this is 
Uh, <laughs> we use black power to create white guilt, he said early in his opening statement. <laughs> Here we go. You see, black people aren't immune. My approach is biblical. How can I ask my heavenly father to forgive me if I can't forgive my brother? Reparations teach separation. Slavery ended over 130 years ago. How can a father ask his son to spend prison time for a crime he committed? Is that a thing, actually? Can you can that happen? What? You can at least pay your parents' debts or something like that, even if you have nothing to do with it. Uh, I don't know what he's talking about, but yeah. go ahead. After right. calling America the greatest country in the world and a melting pot of a lot of great races, Walker, a longtime friend of President Donald Trump, who was a featured speaker at the 2020 Republican National Convention, then launched into the practicality of reparation payments. Reparations, where does the money come from? Does it come from all other races except the black taxpayers? Who's black? What percentage of black must you be able to receive reparations? I hate to admit it, but I do understand where he's coming from because of what we talked about that one time. Do you remember that book when I was telling said, you about? When he, when he said that, the foundation of black America should. Come on. No, no, but, well, we'll get into that. Okay. Do you go to 23andMe or DNA tests to determine the great to percentages of blacks? Tim, since you don't listen to the show, basically I talked about <laughs> a book from an author. He's basically saying his argument is basically you have to prove that you are a descendant of slaves mm-hmm. to be entitled to reparations. I agree with that. Okay, I'm just making sure. Just want to fill you in. No, but I, but I agree 100% with that, though. You have to prove that you was a descendant of slaves. So that's the only reason I say, I don't even want to use the word agree, but I can say understand what percentage of black must be. No, you know what? Actually, no, I don't, because that's different. Because, because no, now, if he was saying, if he was saying, Prove, like basically, that you're from America and you're black. That's different, because I I agree with that. I I do agree with that because you can't be put into the pot if your family didn't experience it. There is no way. You can't be from Europe. You can't be from Jamaica. You can't be from Haiti. You can't be from somewhere other than you experienced this. Now I agree hundred percent with that, but you ain't got to go to DNA tests to do to see that. All you got to do is go back down the line to grandmama and her 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 grandmama. That's all you got to do. It really don't have to go that far. You really don't. My great grandparents. Thank you. And their parents. That's all. That's the farthest you going back. That's all you got to go. But the thing is, when somebody say something about DNA tests, it's like, come on. If you got a great great grandmama. That's all You're you need. Going back two generations, Story that's, wasn't that long. It wasn't that long, long ago, but people act like it was. Yeah, I misunderstood what he was saying. Uh, percentage of black don't really have nothing to do with whether you had ancestors that were slaves or not. No, you don't. But uh, oh, <laughs> Herschel. So my question is for you two: mm-hmm. Do y'all think black people bump the study? Mm-hmm. Bump the study up to see how we would do it. Do y'all think we does, we should receive reparations? Of course. What y'all think? Of course. Short answer is yes, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> if you were, if you I see, get what you mean. I get you okay, mean. that's what you mean by like. So you agree with the study? I agree that that black people should receive something. Do I? I don't know if it's just straight cash, if it's cash and opportunities, if it's cash and land, all the other stuff. No, I'm serious. I think it should be more than just a cash payout. Be honest with you. I say that because I say that because my mother's um, family 
is Native American, like her uh, mother's mother or whatever was Native American, and they got, of course, you know what is it called the sorrow the. Now they got I, a letter I, of I can sorrows. go. I can go a little deeper for you and let Native you know. Native Americans got a repar. You see what I'm saying? They got something. And black people didn't get anything. So I'm they got the money that foundational black people should have got because fun, uh, f- foundational black people are Native Americans. Whether you want to believe it or not, it's true. It's factual. Just go look it up. The name has been changed so many times. You went from being black to Negro. You went from being, <laughs> I mean, it's so many names that they, that I'm just being honest. It's so many names. If you go back to what your great great grandmother was mm-hmm. and look at, her ethnic, what it what it said, bruh, it's so it, it'll trip you out. Shout out to Dane Calloway. Dane Calloway is putting a lot of people on game also when it comes to this 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 uh, history of your heritage and everything. Also, I want I want to give a big shout out to him because he put a lot of people on game. And you know, to be honest with you, like I said, when I start realizing that the ones that they're calling Native Americans are the ones that they basically had sex with our ancestors and they started to become having the straight hair and they had a lighter skin complexion. But if you pull their DNA, it's going to be Caucasian and black. You know that, right? I think my maternal grandmother, my grandmother, my maternal grandfather was a part Native American, I believe. Mm. My daughter has strands of uh, red hair peppered throughout her hair. That's where my mom says it came from. Mm. FYI. Two things I want to push back on you against Elsie. I'm a little bit surprised that you were defending Tyler Perry so much, considering how you are an advocate of the black man and how the black man is portrayed. Mm-hmm. The three of us, right. you two would definitely be bad guys in his movie. Oh, of course, <laughs> definitely. Me, yeah. depends on who they ca- who else they cast. Right. A Tyler Perry movie. Oh, definitely. The dark, the dark skin brother. <laughs> the dark skin man. Right. Um, but you also mentioned something about black actors like John Boyega, Daniel Kaluuya, forgive me for pronouncing his name, yeah. who come from uh, Idris Elba, I'll throw him out there, yeah. who come from the Great Britain, United Kingdom, whatever. And, and oh, there's no knock to them. No no knock to them and their hustle and the way they're getting it, but I feel like, just like the show Snowfall, if you want someone from Compton to give off that Compton vibe and that, Com- that Compton feel, why not go get a kid who acts in Compton? Why go to Europe and get someone that you got to bring over here, just like they did old guy, old, old boy, and put him with Dub C from Westside Connection to be his dialect coach, to be, to be able to speak like someone who's from California? Go to California. Get someone who's from California. That's how I feel. Uh, I'm not going to get it. We'll get into that. You know, part of it is obviously name and money, but hey, whatever. Name and money. But a no-name person is the same as a no-name person in Europe. True. 
So this came up. Anything, Tim? Mm, no. No. Not on this one. So last week's episode of Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live featured actor Regé Jean Page, um, star of, what is that show? Bridgerton? Oh, yeah, Bridgerton. He's a, he's a, he's a British actor. Mm-hmm. No, no, let's just, let's just, let's just play it. What's up, guys? Pam Barrett here with you on Actor Spotlight, where we highlight a profession the media often overlooks, actors. We have three incredible guests with us today. First, Kingsley Benadir is having a moment. He plays Malcolm X in the acclaimed movie One Night in Miami. Let's take a look. And that is why this movement that we are in is called a struggle, because we are fighting for our lives. Thank you for being here. Wonderful to be here as well. I'm sorry. Say that again. Um, wonderful to be here. Wait, you're British? Yeah, that's right. Oh, my God. (laughs) Your accent, you changed it. You tricked me. (laughs) Well, I am an actor. It's my job, (laughs) innit? Yeah, it is. You're so crazy, Kingsley. You know, let's go to Daniel Kaluuya, who is getting some Oscar buzz for his movie Judas and the Black Messiah. Here he is, a Black Panther Party leader, Fred Hampton. Take a look. I believe I'm here to do what I was born for, because I live for my people, because I love the people. I will fight for the people, because I will die for the people. An amazing performance. Bars in the UK. 
Ye out slurping, Bert. <laughs> Your American accent is perfect. Where'd you learn it from? Oh, I watch a lot of Friends. Come on, Finn, man. That's what everyone says. <laughs> yeah, well, where'd you learn an American accent? From watching Ice Cube movies. Yeah, Friday. Boys in the Hood classics, bro. Oh, gee, man. You paved the way for all of us. Just being authentically you. Come on. Be real. Hmm. <laughs> well, ain't that a pip? <laughs> kicking me bimbly bickings. Okay, not gonna budge on this, huh? You know, let's go to commercial. Next up, we'll go live from London and talk to star of The Undoing, Hugh Grant. Yes, hello. It's um, it's wonderful to be here. Uh, pardon, is that um, Cody Squares from Ticklebuckle Circle? Hey, all right, you win. I haven't seen you since the um, 2010 Pudding Boys. Mm -mm. Okay, y'all, we have entered the Matrix. Let's get on out of here. Yeah, I just I just thought of you when I saw that. I mean, but is it true? <laughs> it's not. It's true, right? You see it. <clears throat> so that was um. Uh, Roger Jean Page. He played the guy. He played Kingsley Benadire. Chris Red played Daniel Kaluuya. And he he has a pretty good British accent, by the way. Mm -hmm. And that was the great Kenan Thompson playing Ice Cube. Right. But yeah. I mean, <laughs> it happens. I mean. That wouldn't even been a skit if it wasn't if real. It wasn't true, right? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, everybody talking about it. Just a lot of people just scared to say it. But the facts are the facts. Not knocking your blackness because you black just like me. But it's a difference. It's a big difference. If anybody cares, I saw one of my quote unquote Facebook friends when the Andrew Garfield Spider Man. Movies came out. Mm -hmm. They were. He literally said the same thing except about white people. What is that? He said, "Aren't there great white Americans that can play Spider-Man? Why they got to go to Great Britain, you know, United Kingdom, whatever?" I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. But see, yeah, I just they, that I, you are from that. I just don't want to go to a. I hate to say it, but they are yeah. European. They want redneck to play Spider-Man. There they do. Spider-Man's from New York. That's, That's literally like. the same thing. They want a New Yorker. <laughs> They want a New Yorker. They want a country thug. But you know, at the same time, though, it is what it is. I mean, but me personally, I look, I look at that stuff for real. Like seriously, y'all can't see that, man. They're not giving nobody who's from America a real shot. If you black American, they sick of you talking about reparations. They sick of you talking about. They don't. I'm telling you, they don't want. You, they don't. They really don't want to give you none of that stuff. They like, man, no. Mm mm. Nah, Black Lives Matter. Stay over there. We'll go to Europe and get somebody who's just like you. They can act just like you, because we don't need you. We don't need to make you no money. We don't need to give you no money for the future. Your family, we want y'all to die off. We want you to die off so when we take the DNA from somebody who from Europe who moved over here, we all will be the same. We don't want your DNA. Why we want to see your DNA still alive? You, we know we're Neanderthals. <laughs> We want you to be a part of that Neanderthal. Straight up. This has been fun. Very. To me. Right. Yeah, I mean, it's been a minute since we got up, man. This is what I've been waiting on. I ain't gonna lie to you. I know you have. Me too. It's good to have you back, Tim. For real. You know what we're gonna do? You know what we're gonna do? You know what I'm you know what I'm gonna do? At the end of the show, I'm gonna put your interview up at the end of it. How's that sound? 
what interview are we talking about? Let, let, the people, let the people know what Tim Lewis has been up to. Real quick before we get out of here. Real quick. Uh, Don't get shy now. He's not a shy guy. <laughs> Never have been. What are, we, what are we talking about specifically? I want to talk about it all. I mean, I know you have to go, and I know we, we're short on time, but the last time you was here, Tim, you was about to be engaged. You had a beautiful girl that you was with. I wasn't about to be engaged. Well, we, we was we joking the, with you about we you were about on to be the engaged. Way. Damn, like, she's amazing. amazing. I'm talking about the Tim Lewis exclusive interview with the Showroom TV. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, that that was a like a, I guess, a debut. It was like a little interview, a little, little spotlight for my collection that I, that I was putting out uh, at the top of the year. Mm-hmm. Um, I put out a few pieces. Um, you could go to tmlws.com. I'll check it out. .com, and check out some of the pieces. It's the gallery right now. So, um, the store will be opening really soon. Um, yeah, I've been working on that. I've been working on my brand, my personal brand, clothing brand. I design shoes. So that's what I've been working on. It's not an easy task, especially as a black designer, black American designer. Um shoe designer you don't see a lot of black footwear designers so um up and coming so um yeah i've been working on that yeah so interview's gonna go up at the end of the show all right cool cool i like that but i want to hear one more thing relationship relationship okay um yeah so i i spent a year dating this amazing girl um the time we spent together was amazing. I felt like it was the first person I actually seriously dated um, in my 20s, you know what I mean, as an adult. I felt that. Just because God wasn't involved in the relationship the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like, we never uh, we never left that aspect, our spiritual aspect, out of relationship. And most time, in, in this day and age, people in their 20s, they do. Yeah, they do. They they don't look to God for guidance or discernment or wisdom in a relationship. They look to themselves. They go based off how they feel instead of how um, you know the purpose of the relationship, the mm-hmm. purpose of growth. Right. And um, you know when things don't work out, people seem to look at it as an L or they you know they they take it the wrong way. But honestly, I feel like. Everything happened for a reason, and I feel like God does a specific work in your life for a season. Mm-hmm. Some seasons is to wake you up. Some season is a spiritual awakening, a mental awakening, whatever He's trying to get you to see in that season. And mm-hmm. um, sometimes you have to have the right person in your life for that to happen, for you to really hear the voice of God, especially if um, that person is mentally stimulating you and mentally keep you spiritually keep you engaged and you know pushing you challenging mm-hmm. you need to keep people around you all, right. at all times to challenge you on all levels mentally spiritually financially all those you know what I mean so um that's what it was honestly it was all those things in one so I did feel like it was a very serious it was very I would say like um the prototype of what, what you want a relationship to be. What I want a relationship to be like. And like I said, I can't discount it. She's amazing. But um, we just weren't for each other. And honestly, um, it's no hard feelings or anything. Like, we didn't leave on a bad note. Bro, I, I, to be honest, 
I don't see how you can sit here and say you wasn't made for each other. And for you to speak of someone that highly. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's tough. Still friends? Um, Honestly, the level of... I'm, I'm going to speak to the level of love that we have for each other. Like, friends, like, we cool, but we couldn't just be just friends. Like, that. it just... Nah, like when you when you after you experience so you know that that much with a person is like I can't just be just your friend you know what I mean? I, for for me just because I don't know I, I mean because you got to think you got to think um, I don't know like I, I, no so you mean to tell me you had a real life love John love John and if you ain't never seen that movie I have seen it come on now. I need you to go back and take a look at it. I've definitely seen it. What caught my eye is that um, before me and my wife got married, we had a period where we broke up mm-hmm. for three, four years, something like that. I did and as well. That's essentially how I was feeling. You know, if I can't be with you, I love you too much, I can't just be your friend. Yeah. You know? So. But hey, man. Well, like I said, I really do believe someone out of line. You're going to realize that is the one. Check this out. I just said me and my wife broke up before we got married. DJ just said him and his wife got broke up before they got married. Hey, man. Trust me. It's a process. But you know who be the one who be blocking the process? We do. (laughs) As men, we do. I ain't going to lie to you. I probably will. will. We be be the one. And, you know, we also be the one that be like, you know what? I can't live without her. Right. I actually want her part of my world. I actually want to make this thing work. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like if I can talk about how great you are to me, just imagine if we actually live in it. For real. Right. So I just wanted to know. I mean, because like I said, you was on top of the world. You still are on top of the world. I, you ain't moving no different. But I just feel like when you spoke about her, mm-hmm. the whole room lit up. And we weren't even in the same room, but I saw your whole room light up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes your room just go white. <laughs> but it's facts. Yeah, I, I honestly, um, I don't know. I feel like both of our, uh, I won't say stubborn, but it, it'll have to be God because both our stubborn ways, it, it just won't, yeah. And you just said the right word. Stubborn it ways. It got to be yeah. God. It got to no. be God, yeah. And that's who it's going to be. Yeah. Trust me. It'll work out. Mm-hmm. And we're going to remember the day. We're going to remember the day. Like you always say, DJ, it's always good to end on love. Always good to end on love. In the words of Reverend, God is love. But that's why it's always good to end on. Be sure to follow us on Facebook.com slash Brothers. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at House of Wayne ATL. And you can follow us on Instagram at Opinionated Brothers. And don't forget my OnlyFans. Almost had it. You almost had it. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Well, yeah, you can follow your boy DJ on Twitter also. Del One J. It's always the same. But guys, peace. 
love and happiness. We love you. PNA the Nation, we in this thing together. What's good, y'all? It's your boy Francis, and I have the honor and the privilege of sitting next to Tim Lewis. So, Tim, let us know why we are here today. Why the new collection? Uh, I just feel like it's time, man. It's time for uh, a new introduction of myself, a new introduction of the brand, uh, a new aura, if you will, to bring to not just the streets, but the world. Got you. So, what was the inspiration behind this new collection? Um, the inspiration was mainly personal personal change in my life uh, just want to bring a minimal feel um, change of my lifestyle and the people that's around me you know just um, minimizing the things around me and maximizing my resources that I already have so kind of just maximizing the uh, the logo like you know sim sim simplifying the whole the whole thought of what merch looks like. So what can people expect from this upcoming collection? Just good quality, constructed pieces, consistency with the brand, and uh, storytelling, that's the main thing. You know, giving people something, always giving people something, you know, whether it's, whether it's, not, whether it's clothes or not, just giving them something, you know, in the meantime, while we're working on the collection, telling, giving them that story, letting them see like what's what's happening, what's really going on, you know, behind the scenes, always showing. Me, I'm a fan of like BTS, so like showing people good quality BTS, you know what I mean? So giving people the story is, is definitely a part of the brand. Got you. So where can people find the Tim Lewis brand? Like where, where the socials, like how can people get connected with the brand? So right now, um, if you follow TMLWS, which is, you can Google that literally. Uh, that'll pull up everything, but um, nothing's available just yet. Uh, me and the team are working diligently to have everything done by the holidays. The first drop will be holiday 2020, so you can definitely expect that. So, all right, ladies and gentlemen, keep your eyes out for Tim Lewis for the holiday collection that is on the way, and remember, it's time.